steaming. Super steamy. So steamy. American dream. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Yeah. I was just reading about, uh, well, again, uh, good morning, Robin. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, morning. uh, everyone. Good morning to you. Hey, now. I was reading my radio newsletter again. There's not really that much interesting stuff for me anymore about radio, but I do still get it. It's an email that comes into my into my inbox every day, and this one is radio, L.A. radio legend Humble Harv Miller passes at 85. And I've heard the name Humble Harv Miller, but I didn't really know who he was, but I was reading about him, and then I got stunned. It says, Humble Harv Miller, a legendary Los Angeles disc jockey, who was brought over from KBLA on February 1st, 1967. This guy was 85 years old, and he died. He was known as the boss jock, Humble Harv. He ruled the L.A. pop airwaves for years. After beginning his illustrious career in 1958 at a radio station called WHAT in Trenton, New Jersey. Anyway, but then like, I'm reading, and I went, oh, I really don't know who this guy is because he was on in L.A. And, not, you know, I don't, and then I went, Humble Harv. In 1971, Miller murdered his wife, Mary. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Humble Harv? Humble Harv. <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> yeah, that woke you up, right? Yeah. yeah let's yeah. now, let's learn about this guy. Yeah, in 1971, Miller murdered his adulterous wife, Mary, and wound up serving a stretch in prison for manslaughter. And I was like, oh, he must have done real heavy time. It happens. He only did like 14 months for uh, murdering her. Well, you know, she cheated exactly that's that's kind of what they said it was like uh i I was reading some report and now i'm going from my memory but i think it was or at least the defense was they got into an argument because she was cheating and somehow it escalated where she pulled a gun and then he tried to grab the gun but the gun went off and she shot herself or something like that oh but i don't even Hey, hey, John, where's that description of what happened when he killed his wife? It seemed like Humble Harv like, must have had a thing going on because... Hit him with the high! He got like five years, but, but he, once he got to prison for good behavior, he was out in 14 months. And while he was there, he was having a pretty good time because he tried to set up like a little prison radio prison station. Prison radio, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, <laughs> what would you do? And it was, sort of like, <laughs> like it was sort of this comical thing. It was like... Uh, yeah, you know, all the prisoners are hearing some really good music thanks to Humble Harve over at the local <laughs> prison like he went there for a visit, you know. What, what was it again it said, John? Uh, Billboard reported that he was going to program a, ra- a new radio station. Yeah, let's go have some fun. At the Chino Institute for Men, and radio stations and record labels were going to donate equipment and records. Yeah. They actually furloughed him, excuse me, they had a f- to go to San Diego to pick up donated records from radio station KGB. No wonder they needed the Me Too, mom- the mo- the Me Too movement. I mean, yeah, look g- at the guys being rewarded. Yeah, well, his wife was a cheater. Hey, we know his name now. <laughs> Humble Harv. Yeah, a billboard reported that uh, Chino's men's prison has been hearing some good rocks since Dick's jockey, Humble Harv, began serving his term. Right. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. 
It's wild. Yeah. And uh, Humble Harb did what? 14 months. 14 months and got out. Uh, he got paroled. And was immediately hired at another radio station. Yeah. What was the station he went to? Uh, I think it was KKDJ, if I'm not mistaken. Wherever that is. In L.A. Yeah. And he he, he was on like every every station in L.A. because well, of that voice, apparently. Well, I was like, you know, he must be some dish jockey if they're overlooking the fact that he murdered his wife. Yeah. And he got right back to business of being Humble Harb. Right away. Wasn't even no, like, never even uh, changed his name. No, it was a like murderous <laughs> harp at WKILL. Uh, here's the guy. This is him when he started out, I guess, in 19. What is this? What is the year? KBLA, 1966. I'm 44. KBLA went a Rolls Royce time. It's 60 degrees in LA. KBLA Super Time to get groovy all over Los Angeles. The city of angels is sparkling, baby, on a Saturday night for those of you that are getting groovy. This yeah. is hard. Sounds like JD. I can't even understand what <laughs> really? he's saying. Hey, it's sounding groovy. One thing about DJs, and I, some people have credited me with changing the face of radio. It, I, I decided somewhere along the line that you should be able to understand every word I say. This this top 40 mumbling about, hey, I don't know, baby. I don't even know what that is. Like, these guys are perfectly capable of enunciating, but it's like a mumble because they have nothing to fucking say. I mean, what is that talk up? Was this? Was it just the style of the day? Yeah, yeah. it was that... Rim- yeah, blah, 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 yeah, it would be like, I don't even know what I'm going to say here, but I'm going to tell you, baby, I don't even say... Uh, you know, they were just into their deep voices. It was just the sound. It wasn't yeah, even- it was almost like singing a song and, and you don't need to know the words. Well, I knew I didn't have that sound, so I better come up with some content. <laughs> you know what I mean? I better actually say something funny or witty or get you thinking. Because there was no way. 16 past year, I just stabbed my wife to death. When I went, you know, like he, can, he probably did a full confession. Nobody knew what he was talking about. <laughs> he probably told you all about the murder. Yeah, these talk-ups are like, I don't know. What, and then the talk-ups are kind of a cheat because, the, the po- you know, they got to hit the post. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I got to tell you, WNBC. I'll tell you. WNBC. And, and you know, baby, it's a crazy kind of thing. Huh? Oh, you know what I'm saying. What I tell you. Yeah, baby, 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 baby. I tell you, you know, we got a big coming up weekend for you on the set. Like that, you know, and like, that's not a talk up. You didn't say anything, you fuck. Yeah, we had one DJ in Baltimore <laughs> who went, hop, and he made great googly moogly. Yeah, right. Great googly moogly. Uh, you know, and then, that's a cheating kind of thing. Yeah, 69 degrees. I'm in solitary confinement. My engineer just shanked me. And here's some Billy Squire for you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a head count, and they're tossing our bunks. Yeah, and they're tossing my salad. (laughs) Hey, old Humble Harb here. Humble Harb. Here's a tape I dug up. Humble Harb. Oh. Hey, everybody. That's right, everybody. Sing it, baby, because you know you're talking. What? Thank you. Humble Harve hosting American Top 40. He actually got to fill in in 1974 for Casey Kasem. Well, there you go. That's a, like right That's after a big he deal. got out. Right. You know, he went to KKDJ, and then all of a sudden, he's filling in for Casey Kasem. Can you imagine in this day and age, no. a guy killed his wife because she was arguing with him, and then like he gets out, and now he's getting even better jobs? Well, how did Casey Kasem uh, do the talk-up when Humble Harve went to prison? For today, I'm leaving you in the very capable hands of humble Harv Miller. It's all yours, Harv. Thank you, Kaser. It's my great pleasure to be sitting here in the 1840 studios filling in for a super guy who I've known and respected. Thank you, Kaser. Gee, everybody loves and respects each other. Yeah. 
Nobody talks about a murder. Don't bring up the murder case. <laughs> Caser. Caser. Thank you, Caser. Like, I would have gotten out of prison. I'd be like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the most dangerous man on the dial, Howard Stern. And I would have switched out of that humble, hard bullshit. Yeah, you're Howard Danger. <laughs> I'm Howard Danger. Yeah, Howard Danger. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. I'll kill you. I'm single and I'm ready to mingle. It's I'm ready to kill. <laughs> and now the phrase that pays, baby, kill my wife. <laughs> That's the phrase. Give us a call on the hotline. For a long, long time. And a heavyweight program of this magnitude, coast to coast, and all over the world, as a matter of fact. And rather than waste any more time rapping, let's get right into this week's 40 most popular hits all over these United States. At number 39, Tell Me Something Good, the first chart record for Rufus, a very soulful group indeed. And this is Humble Har filling in for Casey Kasem, who's in Hawaii filming a TV show, which you'll be seeing wow. next season. When American Hawaii. Top 40 continues. Hawaii filming a TV show that you'll be seeing next season. Like, didn't you go to prison for killing your wife? How come my, your life's so good? Career? is on a roll after that murder. That's right, and I'm here to murder your eardrums. It's humble, Harv. You know, let me just say something. The ninth caller gets the knife I used to slash my wife up with. Oh, that's right. She shot herself with the gun. I like to argue with Chaka Khan. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's a woman I'm afraid of. I'm not getting in an argument with Chaka Khan, baby. It's humble, Harv, with you at KKBA or whatever station I'm on. You know, now that I'm single, I'll be setting up the hotline for dates. Things didn't work out well in my last relationship. You might have read about it in the newspaper, but I'm putting the shock back in shock jock, baby. <laughs> I refuse. Hey, are you arguing me, Chaka Khan? Come on, baby. <laughs> Number one with a bullet right to your fucking head. It's old humble heart. Your <laughs> oh, there she goes. Yeah, Chaka, you better tell me something good. Here, yeah, Fred, can you uh, cue up some Chicago? Maybe I'll do a talk up because that's from the era. I could do it. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Humble Harv on a Saturday night, fresh out of prison, and now where are you, Freddie? Um, yeah, it's taking you a while. Well, I'm getting it. <laughs> Ever shoot your wife by accident? I know I have. Ladies and gentlemen, I got some Chicago broadcasting live from L.A. because I can't leave the state. Chicago. Humble hug. <laughs> W-P-L-J. Yeah, I'll do 14 months in the can. Who cares? I know I'm rid of her. You know how much pussy I can get being a disc jockey in L.A.? Forget about it. I'm going to have a bachelor pad. 14 months in prison, I can do that standing on my head. In fact, we're thinking of setting up a radio station here at the local prison. And all these guys love me. The blacks, the Klan, uh, the Latinos, all of them. Because uh, they know that Humble Harv will be bringing them their music. Humble Harv shooting you full of hot rock and roll. That's right. My wife got some hot lead, but... You're getting hot rock and roll. Don't worry about it. I'm not a danger to the community. She was a pain in the ass anyway. Wasn't my fault the bitch wouldn't listen. Okay, Humble Heart filling in for Casey Kasem in here, Chicago. Coming at you. <laughs> his, 
Because of his wonderful voice. W. Voice, you can kill people. <laughs> it's the way I say. It's just the W I'm known for. Humble Harv here, shooting your wife. It's like a divorce, but you get to keep all your money. <laughs> Coming at you, man. I'm a witty motherfucker. W. NBC. Humble Harv Miller. NBC. Waiting for the break of day. Yeah. Waiting for the break of day. I taught her a lesson with my Smith & Wesson W. And I'm loving it here. I just got out of prison 14 months ago, and I'm on a roll. I'm going to be on TV very soon with my own network show. Also, I'll be filling in for Casey Kasem. Things couldn't be better. Yeah. 25 or 6 to 4. What does that mean? 25 or 6 to 4 from the clink to the can. It's hard time and hard rock. With your humble heart, your humble servant, and I'm here. Yep. I'll tell you what, we got into a fight with my wife. She burned dinner, but this song's a winner. I'm Humble Harv, and I love you. And I'm back on a roll. 14 months in the can, fresh out of the can, and baby, I am on fire. I've been thinking about what I'm going to say, and I'm going to mumble my way right through this airship. Humble Harv. All right, Humble Harv, put yourself away. Here's Humble Harvard in 1990. He, he definitely, his style changed. The Carol $8,000 Thursday song this week is Help by the Beatles. <laughs> help. Like, My wife needs help. Must have a big set of penis and balls. <laughs> Coming at ya. Coming up next, knocking on heaven's door. Unlike my wife, who's in hell after I shot her for cheating on me. She's not knocking on heaven's door anymore. All right, Humble Hard with you. Humble Hard with his friends, the Beatles. See, you can get arrested because people understand what you're saying. Oh, yeah, right. I just be like, yeah. I got to tell you, I've got an itchy trigger finger, but don't you touch that dial. It's your Humble Hard on a Saturday night. Your Humble Servant. Sound effects all over everything. Humble heart, fresh out of the can. She was a pain in the ass, and now she's under the grass. But I got a million of them for you tonight. Here's the Beatles and Help at WPLJ. Humble Harb Show. <laughs> I like that. He's got a Hey, you changed that dial, I'll shoot you. When we play it sometime this Thursday between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m., all you have to be. I wonder if during his airship she haunted him. That'd be a good Twilight Zone, like. Yeah, he's trying to talk, and she's in the studio. Yeah, like he sees her. He's like, oh, i got to hold it together. i got seven talk-ups to do this hour, and this, this, this woman is in the studio with me. Wow. I wonder if he ever married again. Like, was anyone afraid to marry him, or was it like, hey, he better stay away? Women dated OJ. Come on. Well, that's true. <laughs> and gotta... Klaus von Bülow. I was innocent. It says when he was in uh, prison, apparently he got religion. And oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of guys do that. I know a lot of guys who get religion in prison. and then they... uh, It hasn't Mark David Chapman said that? Yeah, well, yeah. And it lasts for about three months when they let him out. And they forget about the religion. Old Humble Harp signing off for the last time. Got a good talk up here? They do. What do you got? Try this. Ah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Humble Harp Show just out of prison. She was a pain in the ass, but now she's six feet under in the grass. That's my wife on the Humble Harv Show. And ladies, I'm free to flirt because my wife's in the dirt. <laughs> Humble Harv Show.
targeting you with great music. Not only is this song at number one with a bullet, but so's my wife. Don't touch that dial or I'll kill you. <laughs> you touch that dial, I'll come over to your house. She slipped away, ladies and gentlemen. I caught her in bed, so I shot her dead. It's the Humble Harp Show. Humble Harp with you. She gave lousy head, and now she's dead. That's right. That's my slogan. I love you. Don't worry. We're going to be doing the phrase that pays this morning on a Saturday night. It's Boston. More than a feeling. I know. If you're feeling kind of down, if you lost a loved one, I know how it feels. I'm single now. I lost my wife. She gave lousy head, and now she's dead. Humble hard with you. Making the jokes. Making the rounds. On WNBC. Half past the hour, my wife's car spells sour. Ha ha ha. I got a million of them. Humble Harb. Uh, I was just fascinated by this. Uh, yeah, you were going blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, this was this guy, huh? I, I got to like, find out about this guy. How did he escape my radar? Well, I like to see how Access Radio handles the death of a DJ because, you know, it's like, you know, hey, I'm getting older and some point they're gonna have to announce me being gone and well yours will be very boring there won't be that murder in the yeah. middle <laughs> he didn't murder his wife <laughs> yeah oh humble hive here for the last time got a little bit of kansas for you and we're gonna have a great night tonight gonna be playing three in a row on a two for tuesday you know my slogan dead wife happy life am i right wnbc you know, the average prison term for second-degree murder is 15 years. But how do you put away a guy who just wants to entertain you with music? Come on. My, my wife closed her eyes. She never opened them again. Only for a moment, and the moment's gone. We argued a lot, but now she's going to run. All right, thank you. Now she's going to run. That's right. Oh, my goodness. I got a billion of them. I'm humble, Harv. <laughs> You're a humble silver. I wonder how he got the gig with him. <laughs> Don't keep giving me. I'm sorry. I'll be here all morning. I just wonder how he got the gig with Casey Kasem. I thought like Casey was like a peace loving kind of guy. Casey wasn't uh, paying attention to who hired, who was hired to replace him. You can't lock up a guy with a deep voice like this. He's got a deep voice. Hire him. I find this voice very scary. Actually, is the eleventh caller on the Carolay request line, and you'll win one thousand dollars in cash. That's a lot of dead presidents' pictures. Remember, oh, this week's thousand dollars Thursday Don't song is "Help" <laughs> by what the Beatles. Thinking? Listen for it this Thursday on Carolay between six a.m. and seven p.m. You could win one thousand dollars in cash. Hey, Los Angeles, this is Sam Kennison listening to Humble Harv. You know why? Because I am his radio slave. I don't have oh, a choice. Because he's on Carolay. He's the from 1952, Lord Price still sounds good. In 1990, all oldies, 1110, Carol A. Fowler the Clipper. Boy, I guess he was so good at it. They couldn't not take him. Right. How about the Sam Kinison liner? That Homo, was amazing. Whatever that is. He never told us about Harv. No, he kept that quiet. <laughs> He was cheating on us with other DJs. You know, Your Honor, I killed my wife, but you locked me up. You're only punishing the audience from not hearing my beautiful, deep voice. Yeah. People got on his bandwagon. Let's get Harvest Station in prison. He needs yeah. to broadcast. He can't get rusty. Right. W. Oh, there's K. K-B-L-A. Humble Hive Show. You know, the thing I remember about my wife is she loved to laugh. But who's laughing now? <laughs> K-B-L-A, Humble Heart Show. Oh, love to-
I caught her with a creep, and now she's six feet deep. It's Humble Harp Show. 12 past the hour, white power. Sorry, I was forced to say that in prison. I had to join a gang for my own protection. Yeah, Blue Oyster called. I caught her sucking cocks, and now she's in a pine box. That's right. Talking about my wife. Blue Oyster called it K-B-L-A. Caught her fucking a creep, and now she's six feet deep. Got into an argument. All right, everybody. Now he, he stuck with the name Humble Harv, but he should have been Killer Harv. Or I killed my wife Harv. Yeah, don't argue with your wife. You might have to take her life. <laughs> he should have really played it up. That would have been my advice. Yeah, I watched my wife turn blue. Here's Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to that story we don't know. Yeah, I mean, she died. She got killed, and he only did 14 months, and then he was back on the air of doing better than ever. Well, yeah, but, you know, you make a good point when you talk about, well, what did he do after she got shot? Nothing. Did he sit there and wait for her to die before he called anybody? No, I talked up. I called the police. I went, hello, police. W, I mean, w, KBLA. <laughs> You recognize his voice? It was a long talk up. <laughs> All right, we got the cars for your KBLA. I shot my wife in the heart, and this song is at the top of the charts. <laughs> That's right, we'll be doing this all night. She gave me sass, but I gave her a blast. The cars. KBLA, baby. Wasting all my time. Time, time, time. I did a lot of time. Well, not so much. You're listening to the most dangerous man on the dial, Humble Heart, KBLA. What a great song. It's not the rhythms in your hair. Wow. Wow. Humble Heart is getting turned on. I caught her cheating. I gave her a beating. KBLA. And the Humble Hive Show, 10th caller gets to talk to a real murderer. Give me a call here on the hotline. I don't know the number, but you'll figure it out. Huh? Hey. I don't mind you hanging out. I don't mind you hanging out, but not I'm with another man. You know who loved this song? My dead wife. It doesn't matter where you've been. Partly cloudy today with a chance of killing a cheating whore. That's right. Thank my audience. I'm number one in the cars and on the most wanted list. Humble Harv. KBLA. Yeah, she made me a cock and I shot the cheating fuck. Oh, you got more music for me, baby? I did. But all right, it's enough with Humble Harv. Let him rest. You could do it all day. I'll be here all day. Hey, Vey. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, that was just what she did. My wife got just what she did. Here's Humble Heart with the Beatles. Who's <laughs> <laughs> old sack right here? There she goes. Love hurts, baby. You know that. <laughs> My wife got what she needed. Very emotional guy, that humble heart, huh? Yeah, but even when he uh, was announcing help, he didn't sort of bring in anything about his own situation. No, no. He was a consummate professional. <laughs> didn't make it about him. All right. Hi, Christine. You're on the air in Maryland. And by the way, uh, Mr. James Corden, late night host, will be here today. He's going to be hosting the Tonys 
Yeah, hasn't he done that before? Yeah, yeah. This so he's is, returning. Uh, yeah, they like him. I wonder why the Tonys don't have problems with their hosts the way the Oscars do. Yeah. And, and they're still doing it. You know, they can still get people to do it. It's a good question. By the way, James Corden has killed zero wives. Well, that's why he's not working with Casey Kasem. That's why he's number one with a bullet. <laughs> yes, Christine. Wow. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good. It's so awesome to be on the air with you guys. You guys are amazing. You make my morning so happy. Um, but, Howard, you are shot out of a cannon this morning. I do not know what you did last <laughs> night or what's going on. But I'm shot out of a cannon. That's right. You know what it and is? And not shooting your wife. That's right. That's what, that'll keep you going. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm shot out of a cannon this morning, but I don't think I did anything unusual. I did my, my usual routine. I got into bed and I... Uh, I watched like another three or four episodes of Bad Blood on uh, Netflix. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it makes me so happy. I love that show. It's just like this guy, mafia guy, just killing people all the time. And It's weird, though. He's, making, he's like the head of the whole mafia now. And he's living in a dirt shack. Like, he's got no money. He can't even put together $5 million to score Coke. And I'm like, well, how could he be how the head? How could he be the boss? Like, where's all his money that he's making? He's killing all of his workers. Can't get yeah, I mean, paid. yeah, like like he's now he's killed off everyone. He's the top <laughs> of his game. He's the head of a whole crime syndicate. See, this is why I say you would love Queen of the South because yeah. she's usually in the same position. She's made all this money and yet she has no money. They have no money. It, it, it's just not, it's not it's not clear to me why he's always like kind of scraping. Like he owes the Mexican cartel five million dollars. Oh, and that's it's like bad. like he's got he's got to get this five million to get. You think he could just dip into his stash and get the five million? It's like he's frantically trying to come up with $5 million. And I'm like, well, dude, you've been the head of the fucking mafia. What for... good is it to be the boss? Yeah, like, don't these guys make any money? Well, apparently some of them do. I mean, El Chapo was getting people to dig tunnels. For yeah, him. I mean, yeah, El Chapo knew how to live. <laughs> he's the guy who knew what he was doing. He kills everyone, and, and then you're supposed to make a lot of money. But yeah, I watched that, then I fell asleep. And, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know why I'm shot out of a cannon. I think well, it was I'm just reading be... that that guy shot his wife. Well, here's and the got problem. Out in 14 months. Yeah, maybe that was it. But here's <laughs> the problem. Like I just expended a lot of energy, so now I'm all wiped out. <laughs> so the rest of the show is going to be kind of mellow. Well, good. I'm almost to work, so I'll be fine. All right. Bye, Christine. Bye. bye thank you. All right. I brought in that uh, T-shirt that Mamet made for oh, me. Oh, you did. It's way worse than I thought. But I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I do want to show it to you to see your reaction. Okay. So I didn't even, I told you, he gave me a t-shirt that says, let me read it first before I show it to you. I'll tell you exactly what it says. It's a black t-shirt with white lettering and it says, I'm number one on the New York Times bestseller list, right? Yeah. And then he said, oh, you didn't get the joke. You have to turn it over on the back because it says, you know, Michelle Obama's a loser. And I was like, I'm not going to wear a shirt that says I'm number one on the bestseller list. And I'm certainly not going to wear a shirt that says Michelle Obama's a loser. Hardly a loser. I mean, her book was number one for, for like months. How could that be a loser? And she's quite accomplished. Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird thing. And it, and like, if you only see the back of the shirt, you think I'm like some kind of political maniac. 
running around in New York with like an I hate a Michelle Obama T-shirt. On the front, you're a douche. Yeah. On and the on back, the back, I'm a racist. you're a racist. Yeah, I'm a racist <laughs> asshole. Like I'm a double douche. <laughs> so um, anyway, so I said, let me go look at this T-shirt. I got home and I said, let me see if I even want to bring it in. This is how fucked up the Met is. I'm looking at the size of the lettering before you even open it right. up. It's ridiculous. So it says, I'm number one. But I'm is like half of the T-shirt. Yeah, I'm number one. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing is off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, why is I'm so big? I'm is huge. Doesn't mean anything. Wouldn't you make the number one big? Yes. Right, I thought okay. it'd have a big number one or hashtag number one. No. No. It's I'm, written out. I'm is the giant thing. Yeah. Which makes no, why would you, why would you make half the shirt I'm? Like, what is I'm? Because people walking by you might only see I'm. I'm number one on the New York Times bestseller list. And, and New then, York Times bestseller list is the smallest thing. Wait, get ready. Okay, now here's the back. I didn't realize. This Seriously, get ready. All Brace right. yourself. You never saw this before. No. Oh, my God. So it's it's way more involved. It's a picture of Michelle Obama. It's her book cover. And it says, Becoming a Loser. Right. The, whole, the book is called Becoming. And right under that is that stamp, Loser. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> Loser is stamped on her head. <laughs> it's off his rocker. But anyway, thank you, Mamet, for at least getting me a gift. You know, I mean, what am I going to say? It's the thought that counts, they say. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, that's right. It's the thought that counts. I think he wants me to walk around and get the shit beaten out of me. Yeah, I think he wants to get you killed. Yeah. That would be a terrible beating to take. Hey, Ryan. Hey, uh, Howard. Hey, now. Hey, um, just curious if Mamet can make me a humble Harv shirt with uh, OJ was right on the back. <laughs> humble Harv on the front and OJ was right on the back. Yeah, I, that's a funny joke. <laughs> At least, yeah, there's hey, a funny joke. Yeah. Hey, look out. Little known fact about Humble Harv, he was uh, OJ's golf partner, too. Did you know that? No. Are you making out. a joke or are you? Just looked it up. Really? That is funny. Oh, oh, you are. Oh, oh, okay. Because I was going to say, well, did he drop him after his trouble? New golf balls. Yeah. Lynette says he never intended for you to wear the shirt. Oh, geez. He told me I should walk around in it. Yeah. What did he say? He's yelling. Oh, oh I'm sorry. He said you should you should wear the shirt with a jacket. And then when people ask you about it, you revealed the joke. What? And then when people ask you about no, it, no, you just put my mat on. Why am I talking to you? Beating a dead horse. <laughs> Well, first of all, I'm is no joke. If you put a jacket on, you can't see number one at the uh, on the New York Times bestseller list. Howard, but can I just tell you something before Mehmet talks? Yeah. He's coming in, and he goes, can I come in? I don't like that camera look. That's a bad a camera. Cowboy. You know that's a bad camera. What camera? Gary's camera. No, that's like Gary's face. Like looks on it. <laughs> but the way you have to bend over or oh, whatever. Dude, you look fine. Yeah, Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. The point is, it's meant to be worn amongst friends... <laughs> to make them laugh. But what if, let's say, I'm with friends. I got you. Yeah. I'm supposed to wear it with my friends. Yes. Let's say there's an emergency. My daughter calls me. She needs Yeah. Me. I have to run out of the house. Now you're suggesting I have to be aware of the shirt I'm wearing. And grab a jacket. And I have to grab a jacket. <laughs> you, you know, in other words, have a like, do I want to wear a shirt that's that dangerous that if I go out on the street, I could get killed? And who are these friends you can hang around with, with in that shirt? Uh, anyone with yeah. a sense of humor. 
Hopefully really? you know somebody because there's no one else here besides me. As long as I got okay, you. why didn't you wear that to the Jerry Seinfeld uh, party? I'm I trying to think which friends I have I could wear that with. I guarantee <laughs> if you wore that to the Jerry Seinfeld thing, all those funny people would think that was hilarious. Yeah, you think? I guarantee you. I got to tell you something. I don't know if you're for real or Douche. not. And, I, and like I said. I'm for real that it's funny. I don't know if you're for real or not. Are you for real? Yes. Are you really thinking that some human being would, first of all, I'm number one on the New York Times bestseller list. That's such a cool thing. You're making it so douchey. I'm going to walk around with a shirt that says I'm number one on the New York Times bestseller list. That's number one, which is weird it's to me. It's funny to brag about it because everyone acts like they don't care about being number one. They act humble yeah, about it. Because because I am humble about it. But inside, you're probably like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm number no, one. No, I'm, I'm kind of not. I'm just more relieved than anything. And number two, the whole, I mean, I don't want to get into this again because we did the bit yesterday. Yeah. But but again, I mean, would I really wear a Michelle Obama is a loser on my back in New York City? I mean, I guess not because everybody is so uptight. <laughs> We're talking about a closed party. And, would and I you made the wear point yesterday. Shirt? I said it. Sometimes there's wit in having no wit. Do you understand? No, I want to have wit. Okay. I don't want to be witty for not having any wit. I, I made the point that you can't anyway, make fun of Michelle Obama. I, I've proven it. I'm going to very well. Well. Would you wear that to the out. Christmas like party, Howard? Racist. It's crazy. <laughs> See, when I was at war with Les Moonves, I wore a big T-shirt. I hate Les Moonves. But funny. how big was right. the Les Moonves? Huge. Yeah, right. not yeah. I'm. Right. Why did you make I'm huge? I, I'm new. I'm number one. Why didn't you make number one huge? Because Michelle Obama's not number one on the New York Times bestsellers. I'm Number one. On but the if we're talking about a t-shirt. But People number are one. walking by. Yeah, yeah, you have to grab them with the I'm, and I, then they continue to read after that. Don't you think number one would grab them more? But then, who, who knows Can't who's you number be wrong? one? You're out of your I, mind. I'm not, I'll admit when I'm wrong. In I'm fact, wrong why in do you case. even need the I'm? Why doesn't it just say number one on the New York Times bestseller list? Because then you might just be talking about someone else's book. You're number but one. I'm, but I'm Howard Stern, so I mean, I think people would get it. I don't know. I don't think they'd get it. And anyways, the t-shirt was funny. You're thoughtless. Why don't you just say that? I really didn't think it out. I thought you have no idea how carefully I thought this out. I well, mean, and, I and look at the, the design front. of that shirt. I'm is all you see if you're just walking by. I'm. Again, uh, how about a shirt that says I'm in big letters thinking my Mets nuts. <laughs> see, you is see the funny? I'm and then you then you think to yourself, people don't I'm stop what? you and I read need to find your out. shirt. Yeah. Douche. <laughs> Anyway, here's the email, dude. You took a you took a hit. Yeah, that's all. I can't stand Mehmet. Why do you love him and keep him employed? The email is such he, a distorted reality. Is it? Yes. All right, let's read Everybody it. Everybody anyway. tells me something completely different. Oh, okay. Who are these people? Who Bring told, them in. Who told you that the T-shirt was good? Oh, people in the office. People. People write me letters. People. Who saw in the me office the said the T-shirt was good? Uh, but I mean, look. Name a name. Name a name. There, uh, so apparently yesterday they took a vote and everyone voted that it was lame. Right. So I walked up to some people and some people said they were confused by the poll, that they didn't actually think it was lame. Who said that? Uh, Will, for one. Will, you voted that it was lame and then you really don't think it's lame? <laughs> Will said he thought the poll was asking would Howard wear it. And so he said no. Is everybody here out of their mind? <laughs> Will, did you vote? What is Mehmet talking about? I, I thought the I thought listen, I love Mehmet, so oh, God. Try careful. Go. No, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm just saying I thought it would be lame for you to wear the shirt. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he wore it to like a party to be funny, that would be lame. You think the shirt is funny. <laughs> it's it is. Okay. Oh my 
What? Oh, Will, yeah. why is he saying that because you... Because it's so outrageous. Uh, whatever. He had one major supporter in the back office, but he's kind of a, you know, right. back office guy. Yeah. But, but... Uh, Convenient. Huh? Nothing. Well, I mean, he can come Ronnie, in he Ronnie lectured me yesterday how, how dangerous yeah, the shirt is. Thinks, First of all, Ronnie goes, Ronnie even saw more racist yeah. shit in it. Ronnie goes, what color's the t-shirt? I go, black. He goes, oh, ho, ho, right what? there. You see it. And, it, and then I go, yeah, it's a black t-shirt with white letters. He goes, whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. Where's Ronnie? You didn't even see, like, the red bullseye target on her head. I yeah, okay. Bullseye that. target. Well, it's kind of red, and it's stamped on her forehead. Yeah. It Wait, like, it says loser, which is so ridiculous oh, because dude. she's not a loser. Like I said, that's why it's <laughs> funny. Yeah, but I don't want to wear a Michelle Obama's a loser t-shirt. But and it's witty because her book is... Becoming, that's what it, that's I would what wear I this maybe to a Ku Klux Klan rally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, if I want to fit in again, he's acting as if people read a T-shirt like they read a book. I'm acting as if everyone in the world doesn't have a bug up their ass like this office. No, does. again, I'm this talking office. about the Are front of the shirt. You imagine hey. walking down the street with that? Again, they you shoot start with the jacket, no reason and then they the say, oh, Howard Stern, he's funny, he's bragging about being number one, and then Howard goes, oh, yeah. wait. Like, everybody they knows Howard's name isn't on the shirt. Suppose they don't oh. get it's Howard Stern. All right. The maniacs don't know Howard Stern. The maniacs have a gun, they shoot. That's it. Or stab you. But, but maniacs like that don't or care what you're wearing. Or throw a rock at your fucking head. You don't get it, dude. <sighs> All right. If he wears it around Jerry Seinfeld, let's go Jerry to North Seinfeld Carolina and wear the fucking shirt and see what happens. Jerry Seinfeld is going to wonder why you invited him to the party. Jerry Seinfeld well, threw me out of the party. About? Oh, come on. Party. Wow. They'll throw him the fuck out in the street with that shirt. Douche. Yeah, yeah rare to a restaurant. Hey, Will, did you think that Mamet put on weight? Yes. He oh, absolutely has. That's go. the new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's got chunky. He got chunky? Yeah, I think, I think he, he looks good. Look at me on camera right now. No. I'm actually in the best shape of my life. He I know does look good, but yeah. he's he's gained probably, what, 20 pounds, I'd say? It's yeah. the new camera. I'm putting muscle weighs more than fat. You know, he's he he got the girlfriend, and I think he's feeling very comfortable about things. No, quite Where's the, the muscle sense. you put on? You got uh, you got some guns or uh, some. His shirt comes up in the office and it's a lot of belly. <laughs> it's a lot of belly. Yeah, First well, of all, you have to bulk to put on muscle and then you <laughs> cut. He <laughs> he's still bulking up. For oh, the I see. All I have is a stomach. The rest of me is looking pretty damn good right now. <laughs> in fact, I keep trying to get a, a summer body contest going here, and everyone is Go too ahead. afraid to enter. Really? Yeah. Hello. Everyone refuses. Uh, I'm not ashamed of my body. I'm in great shape. Brent will take you on. Brent's uh, working out. Brent keeps telling us how hot he is. Yeah. Brent's a seven. Brent said he'd be in that contest in a second. Yeah, but I want people to enter who might actually stand a chance. Well, Chris Wilding says you have a spare tire. Yeah, no, again, bulking. I can lose that five pounds of fat in like a week. Will says it's 20. <laughs> it's 20. No, it's 15 pounds of muscle and five pounds of fat. How do you know it's 15 pounds of muscle? You haven't slimmed down Because I look at myself in the mirror without, <laughs> I, I see what I look like naked. Sal and Richard said they'll take you on right now in a body contest. I, I need like a month or so oh. to prepare. Oh. Well, that's fine. Most contests have time to prepare. Well, let's read the email about you. Yeah, let's. Yeah, and by the way, Mamet was running around here yesterday to the guy who p compiles the email. Yeah. Saying, come on, there has to be something positive about me. And there wasn't one about you that because was positive. Because it's ridiculous. If, but, you, but it if, wasn't, if, it, you, if you went on the air and you talked about what a horrible person Hitler is, we would get one email defending Hitler. But with me, it, it, never one positive email. It's just ridiculous. That's not how the world... In fact, we cut out... You think we'd get a positive email on Hitler? 
You'd get at least one. <laughs> Let's try that. I'll talk about Hitler and let's see if we get a positive email. I guarantee you'll get one pro-Hitler email. Hitler would like children and dogs. <laughs> yes. I can't stand Mehmet. Why do you love him and keep him employed? Yeah, what a horrible person. You know, he, he got his boss a gift that was funny. and He should be in the whack pack. Horrible human being. He is certifiable. Send him back to intensive therapy. Yes. Are you still in therapy? No. No, I told you He that. graduated. Oh, it's unbelievable. You believe this, Ronnie? You, you get a diploma for that? How the hell is Mehmet still employed? I'm just reading the email, dude. Yeah. I've never heard anything funny out of him, and he clearly doesn't get you. How are you paying a guy that thinks that stupid shirt is funny? You've got your hands full with Mehmet. He is a whiny, thin-skinned, self-absorbed, entitled child with an inflated sense of ego and zero sense of self. Why Ooh, am I dude. entitled? This is, what, this is what this guy said. Ask him. It's nonsensical. Oh, boy. Can we please have a Mehmet-free summer? Some people advocating you not be on the air all summer. I don't care about that. That's okay. fine. Here, Okay, here it there, is. There are a lot of people here who seek airtime a lot harder than I do. I don't think so. I, I, I mean, look, Gary. You seek it really hard. I don't. I'm perfectly happy to sit at my desk. Gary, do I ever come at you and ask you to come on the air? No, not, not, not really. All right, here zero we go. That's not what I'm times. talking about. I'm talking about these ideas. I'm trying They're to good read ideas. the email. I'm not going to hold back my ideas. <laughs> all right. Cunt, 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 cunt. Cunt, 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 cunt. Wait a minute, go back. I missed a few. Cunt, cunt, and then it says Mamet is a motherfucking cunt. I I um, read that last night, and I was th I was really racking my brain trying to think why. What about me is so hateable? I don't understand it. One listener who never emailed us was so disgusted by Mamet that she she felt she needed to reach out to us. She's never reached out to wow, the show. Wow, she never wrote before. I have never felt compelled to email the show before, but I had to. After this morning's insanity, <laughs> Mehmet is crazy. He thinks that he's always right and others are not being truthful. That yeah. is insanity. He reminds me of Trump. Right. Of Trump. Wow. Well, you should take that as a compliment. Yeah. And even after. And by the way, the Michelle Obama thing, everyone was saying it's a political statement that I was trying to force on Howard. Even Robin said that yesterday. It was merely a commentary on the fact that Michelle was number one, no matter who was number when one for a long time. That's who it, I would have chosen your, to put on the back of the book. Your intent was not obvious. After the intent is obvious. After Mehmet's comments about our former first lady, Michelle Obama, many listeners came to her defense. People were very offended by what uh, Mehmet was saying. Yes, people are This very says Mehmet is retarded. Sensitive. His gift to Howard was such a slap in the face to our former first lady, Michelle Obama. You need to get oh, him into Jesus. counseling quick. <laughs> Mehmet is a typical alt-right snowflake. Uh, Mehmet, what the fuck did Michelle Obama do that was so terrible? Her school lunch initiative was wonderful. She's a helping. She was helping kids to have healthy meals, trying to combat. Oh, child see, that's the fucking joke. You yes, trying, she's a nice lady. Trying to. She's not a loser. So putting loser on her face is funny. And I'm gonna walk around with a <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> Trying to combat childhood obesity and prevent heart disease and diabetes. Mehmet has no common sense. You could use a healthy lunch. You know that. Also, <laughs> Mehmet, you you really you got slammed in the email. Listen. Cunt, 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 cunt. Ronnie cunt, wrote an cunt. email. <laughs> on, Monday, it it was was also, on Monday, it was also revealed that in a meeting that Mehmet pitched an assisted suicide game involving Pete Davidson. The fans were extremely yeah. offended. Well, because Gary didn't even deliver it properly. Anyone who has suffered from depression has cried out for help like Pete Davidson has. Oh, God. Saying he should be hooked up to an assisted suicide machine and the audience can vote on whether or not he should kill himself is so funny. Wrong. Next email. Was wrong. I felt physically oh, ill when Mehmet laughed about it 
Here's another one. As someone who cares deeply about mental health, the assisted suicide of Pete Davidson's spiel was overboard. I love dark humor, but not when it lacks the humor. Sorry. Good God. Dude, you took a huge hit between the T-shirt, the Michelle Obama, and Pete Davidson comments. Anything you said, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Drove people insane. I I strongly stand by the fact that if that T-shirt came from anyone but me, you'd be saying... I don't believe that's true. And I would would agree with you if I thought you were right. Gary, I was listening to the wrap-up yesterday, and Gary even admitted that gifts mean more when they come from, depending on who they come from. Right? What? Like I was saying, like it would mean more from a Kimmel or Adam Levine or something. And Gary was like, yeah, I agree. Listen, when Jimmy Kimmel sent me a gift, as I point out in my book. Yes. My number one book. I point out what? that Jimmy says, you know, I, I, he, he said, you're spinning gold on the air. You're spinning gold. In other words, it was a, it was a beautiful complimentary gift. Yeah, he didn't. It was, there wasn't anything about Michelle there Obama. There wasn't anything controversial about. Yeah, it. yeah I mean, but, and yeah, I, you get that kind of thing all day from people. I no, I don't. Really? No. I, was, I remember we talked about it yesterday, but you hated that picture that Jimmy gave you. The first he gave you some kind yeah, of. Yeah, give me a painting. And he, he yeah. hit it. And you yeah. told Jimmy, I don't like it. I'm not right. going to hang it up. Yeah, but so, Mehmet, Mehmet only thinks of himself. I've told Jimmy on. he got me a bad gift. All right, we've all suffered that. Yeah. Well, this is this one was not a bad gift. <laughs> you all was, are was just way awful. too uptight. Cut. If I walk around with that T-shirt, I guarantee you, people, not only Jerry Seinfeld, but everyone in the world will think I'm a douchebag. It is a douchebag, cringeworthy shirt. No, they don't know it's tongue-in-cheek. But how does everyone get that, Mehmet? Like, don't you think a lot of people think, think that I'm Michelle Obama is a loser? It, they hate Michelle Obama? Again, yes, if, you walk, if you're walking in Harlem or uh, like in a new neighborhood or something <laughs> like that. Oh, boy. No, someone else said Harlem. I wasn't the first person uh, to say that. Oh, again, everything with you is yes. what other people are thinking. You think you know what wait, other wait, people wait, are Will thinking. Will just brought up what other people think. No, he said, wait, what that's people the point. Think. They're going to think what they think. They're not going to think what you think. I'm saying he should wear it around mostly people he knows who understand his sense of humor. He's going to sit around and evaluate his clothing on who he's going to be around? Another oh, word. That's what we all do when we put on clothes. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's what people you do every single day. You put on clothes based on the occasion and who You're you gonna want to. You're going to be around. You Absolutely. Great point, Robin. Oh, You're right. correct. He's not right. putting on okay. something to incite people to riot. No. <laughs> to incite <laughs> a laugh. God forbid around this place. Yeah. By the way. Who's laughing? I, I really don't want to wear a shirt that gets laughs. Like, I kind of want to, like, just be me when I'm off the air. Which is what everybody else dresses right. for. If I get a laugh, I just want to say something funny. And uh, I just figure like I picture Yucko like, wears a clown suit. I picture like these Seinfeld things as completely uptight. You're saying everyone's in a tuxedo or whatever. Right. You show up in that T-shirt, it's a riot. <laughs> it's a riot, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know it would be because it would just be making silly. my but cake. Let me, I want to be there. But let me, let me ask you something. Why do I want to be a riot at Jerry Seinfeld's birthday party? I mean, like what? They're what's my, what's They're funny my, people. Okay, but what, what's my what? Like, what's my motivation? They used to be funny people. to grab all the attention for yourself at what Jerry's you, what party. Do you, what do you mean they used to be funny people? I'm saying they they would have laughed at a shirt like that. Nowadays, yeah, you're probably right. They'd be uptight about it. Yeah, but don't they look at it and go, "What Howard has to wear a giant I'm shirt." That's a, it, first Did of you all, say again, I'm sure no one will brag about being number one. Trust so it's me. funny to brag about being Tr- number one. Whereas everyone wants to uh, brag anyway, about being number one. Uh, yeah, well, anyways, now he's thank making you. sense. Uh, you know what, Howard? The <laughs> other thing is, does, 
uh, you know, Mamet really know you. You've had a number of number ones in your life. Right. This is not the first. All right. All right. That's a- anyway, all right, no need to get oh, heated up so about this. Silly. No I, I, I try to get through to maniacs all the time. All right. I argue with high pitch Eric, and now I'm arguing with Mamet. All right. Right. No need to get heated up about hello, this. Hello. Hello. Thank you for thinking of me. The gift. Uh, for I'm me, afraid for you. <laughs> <laughs> for me, the gift. He's roaming around the halls. <laughs> For me, the <laughs> for me the gift. <laughs> he comes into meetings with you. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, seriously, for me, uh, you know, the idea that you honored me about my book is very, very thoughtful. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well, let me say what I have to say. You know, and you know, uh, one of the things I will advise you: if your shirt is going to make a joke, as you say, yeah, uh, you know. If you have to explain the shirt to everyone who walks into the room I, and explain the joke, just listen to me. Go ahead. Explain the joke to everyone to make sure they get it. I it's mean, probably not the most thought out thing where I have to sit and wonder, I hope they get the joke or they're going to really be fucking thinking I'm a douchebag or worse. I just wrongly assumed everyone around here was not an idiot and <laughs> that they would immediately get it. And I, I, I made a mistake. Well, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I'm Thank you for the compliment. No, I'm an idiot. We know that IQ wise, I'm operating on a higher plane. That's right. So, you know, maybe a lot yeah, of yeah. Maybe you should go write for one of those people. Well, live, live that are on your plane. Who gets you? I hope me. your plane I, goes down. By the way, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that's the thing. You're trying to have a conversation. You buy but, a T-shirt and people want you to die. That was a joke. Well, we'll ask oh, you. Yeah, that. we'll laugh. You didn't get it. I think that would pass the lie detector. Right? Well, who? Well, who gets you? Yeah, who's on your plane? Uh, well, you get me some celebrity wise. I'm talking about if you know uh, Howard is not on He's your plane. Clearly, <laughs> uh, he gets it sometimes. All right. Um, is there any performer you would like to work for that gets you? Oh God, no. That's that the might problem. Be smart They're all so bad. Like I don't, I don't know where I go from here. Right. <laughs> They're all lame. Right. In other words, uh, like you, you haven't found anyone on your plane. No one is on your plane. No, I'm the closest He's a thing. You're the closest. Flyer. I'm the closest to your plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sad, poor guy. And like, yeah, yeah, I showed up too late. <laughs> the things we could have done together had I been younger right. and you've been perfect you in blackface. Times. You were born at the wrong time. <laughs> I, I ah, believe okay. that. Thank God you weren't around. <laughs> All right, Mamet, God bless and thank oh, you for God the bless. Yeah. I want to say something. Don't. Why? Thank you for the gift because first of all, you cared to give me a gift. That's mm-hmm. very sweet. Yeah. There is a portion of me that feels that this gift is very passive aggressive. That That's another, insane. That in other words, this shirt, even the giant I'm, as opposed to number one. How is that passive Because it's all about I, me, I'm. And who created that? <laughs> right. What brain did that come out of? Right. And then, and then. You know, the Michelle I'm Obama. proud of you. I right. came up but with a funny you. thing for you to wear right. to brag about it. Let's leave it at that. And Let's I want to leave s- it at that. But I'm I'm offering you a thank you. You don't even want to take the design advice that nobody would get any more than the I'm. I don't take advice from humorless people. You got to admit, Robin's right about the I'm. You got to admit when you're no, really- that's a good design choice, and I stand by it. Okay. Let me say something. I, I'm I want- hi. I'm. I want to be. I want to be totally upfront. <laughs> This is soon going to become a dish rag. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not going to wear it. Well, it's a $45 dish rag. Wow. Well, I'm going to, uh, that's why I say thank you for Don't spending, use it yeah. in the kitchen. $45. Yeah. That could get you into trouble. Right. 
again, I, I, I just picture you getting all these like ass kissing letters and gifts. And you're like, oh, God, like when's the last time gifts. someone bought you a funny T-shirt? Probably never. Or it's right. been like 50 years or something. So it's fun and nice. And it still hasn't happened. Oh, and by God. the way, also, while I got you here, congrats on graduating therapy, too. I mean, yeah. they did a bang-up job. You, I should have gotten him a gift. I'm going to get you a T-shirt. Yes. How come you didn't tell us when you graduated? There's, there's, a, there's a few people in this very room that could use my therapist, believe me. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Dr. Um, Zuggerine? I don't know. what. I, I thought that it. was his name. I'm sorry. It must be a different doctor. <laughs> How long did you actually go? Wasn't it like a few weeks? No, it was like seven months. That's oh, wow. it? All right. It was intense. Oh, intensive seven months. Yeah. How many times a week? Once. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah, that's pretty intense. So, I, I, I mean, I love that anyone in this room has the audacity to talk about mental health. <laughs> no, I think we're all capable. I just like you think you're cured. More cured than some people. Wow. Well, I don't know about that. I really don't. Who do you think needs to go more? Well, some people need to go less. Some people need to go more. But you're more cured than most people. So who are the people you think you're more cured than? Oh, I mean, I would pretty much everyone but Will. Will seems to have it together, honestly. <laughs> can I? Uh, Thank you. Can I? Would you mind if I made you a T-shirt that you could wear that says "I'm not crazy anymore"? Go ahead. I and graduated. big I'm. And on the back, I and crazy is the smallest thing. Yeah, and on the back, it's uh, I graduated from doctor. Can you give me the doctor's name? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what color what color shirt you want with let, what color lettering come on side ronnie you saw something oh. racist in that right ron his shirt like, yeah about the lettering see people project things but that's because what you have, have racist thoughts that's so they project racism on a thing where racism doesn't in exist the street. and ronnie's the wackiest and he took it the wrong way you oh. can imagine ronnie's a dope sometimes no ronnie's not honest. a dope ronnie's cut, fucking cut. got common sense okay you I moron Okay. Douche. <laughs> Common sense is going to tell you he's going to get in trouble wearing that shirt. Depending on where he wears it. Well, he's got to wear a jacket. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> why does he have to wear a jacket? Yeah, why do I get a shirt that I have to wear a jacket? No, why, yeah, but why would he have to wear a jacket? Huh? Why? To get Mr. to the venue. Brain. The venue. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, gonna, you're only going to embarrass yourself indoors. You guys are putting so much thought into something so no, simple. No, you don't want to put all the thought in it, supposedly. Whatever. All right, here we go. But I need, I need more therapy. Right. Oh, you do. Oh, I go every week. Not like you. I didn't graduate. Good. I'm going 20 years. I don't know how you did it in seven months. Well, he has. He's on a different plane. Yeah, he's, he's on a different. He's yeah, on a but different I, I mean, planet. What's altogether. going on with your therapy that you're convinced that's passive He's on Cuckoo Airlines. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I need a T-shirt that says I'm number one. Uh, the New York Times was like, like I don't draw enough attention. I'm six foot five with big giant hair and a big nose. You have to go everywhere like, covered and by nightfall in order to get to the venue. <laughs> I have to cover up. Are there lights where we're going? I can't wait till I get to the. I, you know what? I'd be like this. I'll be. I can't, I'm wearing a med shirt. I can't wait till I get to the venue and i can take my jacket off and everyone can see my my shirt i cannot imagine being someone who runs a company gets a gift from a a lower employee that says congratulations you're number one and thinking wow what a passive aggressive thing they just did That's oh crazy. yeah well no i'm referring to the michelle obama thing yeah, on my back front's fine that says uh she's a loser yeah, the wow the front doesn't mean anything because it just says i'm yeah the, right. the front is just i'm me being a douchebag i'm in a funny way yes the first, i'm a funny 
funny douchebag. And on the back it goes, the <laughs> That's first, right. the first black, the first black first lady is a loser. <laughs> but everyone will See, get it. See, everyone puts race into it. It's retarded. Okay. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, anyway, thank so you. So I don't know what world you live in where he can go where that's not an issue. Where there aren't idiots. Where is that, moment? I mean, I hope me he's not he hanging out with people shirt. as moronic as the people who work here. All right. All oh, right. my God. Mamet, listen, thank you for getting there me a gift. There aren't going to be waiters and <laughs> other people besides the people Howard will actually uh, let read the shirt. We're at the imaginary party. They're not party. allowed to talk yeah. about what happens at those parties. <laughs> yeah. They're not a Oh, my God. It's not about what they're going to say outside of the party, Mamet. What party? I don't They'll go to any party. <laughs> the joke. I the went to one party. Everyone there. in this world has a bug up their ass. No, the people there serving you water are going to get the joke. Yeah. I would hope so. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, You're guys. You're an asshole. Guys. Besides oh, truly. What an asshole. I mean, uh, you oh, know, I give you, gifts you, and you I congratulate people. not to uh, be impacted by any statement but what comes out of your head. Likewise. Like your head likewise. is the most have you ever been? Have you ever taken in anything ever I've created on earth? She's talking right. to herself in the mirror. All right. All right, all right. Well, that's why maybe I know about it. Okay. Good. And maybe you should listen. All, all right. right. Well, that's fair. All right. Anyway, Mehmet, I called you in here to tell you thank you for the shirt. <laughs> and uh, at least, you know, it would be very nice. $45, a lot of money to spend mm -hmm. on a gift. Seriously. And, yeah. and uh, you know. Maybe you could return it. You know what, Mehmet? I have one word for you. Uh, one statement for you. Die. The most. No. <laughs> that would be one word. The most successful people. Are people who can be contributed to. Contribute. I'm a contributor. That's what I'm saying. You don't understand how to be contributed to I as well. I don't even know what that means. I know. He's a good Because you're so either. smart. I'm a big thinker. <laughs> you're only a thinker. All right. You can't hear Let's not anyone make this else. Ugly. It was a gift. I'm not trying to be ugly. No, He's I'm the not guy either. who graduated therapy. I'm simply so take saying my advice. he didn't learn anything about. I learned a lot. Introspection. He only learned to listen to himself. Listen, I, I learned to, to not internalize the crazy shit you all say. All you do is talk about what other people think. I want to say the shirt was a very sweet waste of time, money, and resources. <laughs> yeah, Did right. you get a receipt with the shirt? Uh, he can't. Who can take that back? Nobody's going to use you don't, that. You don't think someone wanted it on <laughs> Somebody eBay? might. You could put that on the rack. Douche. Does anybody no, here want to... clearance rack? Does anybody here want to wear this shirt? I mean, no. I'd be willing to donate it. JD takes almost any t-shirt. JD, do you want that t-shirt? I guarantee a listener would love that. I don't want that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mamet. Thanks. This well, is the box. You. Here I am. Here all of you are. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mamet. Right. Here's Will and thank Ronnie. You. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of fun. Robin, of course. Come on. Uh, I'm thanking people. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I want everyone to go away. <laughs> all right. That was the email that I was reading. I, I'm way behind, and I got a lot of breaks to make up before uh, James Corden gets here, and uh, there's a lot to talk about. So you Show James Corden a shirt and ask <laughs> I'm going to give it to him. That's his gift. I'm going to put it in put his it gift in a bag. little gift bag. A little gift bag. It's going to be in there. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, that would be yeah. incredible. All right, we'll be back right after these words. Jeopardy's Alex Trebek reveals his true feelings to a contestant. I think it's very fun. It's called Nerdcore Hip Hop. It's Nerdcore Hip Hop. Yeah. It's uh, people who identify as nerdy, rapping about the things they love, video games, science fiction, having a hard time meeting romantic partners, you know. <laughs> It's really catchy and fun. 
Losers, in other words. Well, the Howard Stern Show. Yes. Tommy John for Father's Day. This Father's Day, Tommy John is reminding you that their quick draw fly saves guys 217 minutes of unnecessarily fumbling around this year. That's right. So instead of fly fishing in the bathroom, dad will love his Tommy John underwear. Tommy John underwear. Tommy John. 